friends, Uncle Mark here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your podcast for managed service providers, IT professionals, anyone that does any type of business network support. This is the show where we try to talk about product stories and tip, helping you to do your jobs better, smarter, and faster. This is the Wednesday live show presented by NetAlly. Tonight's guest, Christina Jones from Think Pink IT. Christina, how are you? I'm great. Hope you are. You hope I am. I'm doing fantastic. Great. That's because you're from Florida. <laughs> Don't be mad because you had to go home. <laughs> I am. For those that do not know, Christina is from North Carolina. And the reason we made that comment is that last week, she spent some time in Orlando. So nice change to come down. How long How long were you down for? Uh, I was down for almost a week. Almost a week. Yeah. Spent lots of time at Disney and at the Omni and watching a lot of girls cheer. Yay. So I... Uh, so I was not as far north as Carolina, but I was in Georgia over the past weekend. That was the weekend of the wife's family Christmas. We spent Christmas at the cabin. Ooh. And it get it got down to I think it was fifty-five degrees. So, fifty-five. Yeah, that's uh that's cold for Florida man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are things going? Great, great. Busy, mm-hmm. as ever. Yeah. So, Christina, when you were last with us, uh, I think it was just over a month ago, uh, we had done episode number 453, titled My Boss Quit, Now What? And you were able to share with us, it's not really your origin story, because you had been doing tech for a while, but it was the story of how you got to be an IT business owner. So... Uh, how's business been since then? Um, it's, it's getting there. I'm getting more processes in order and managing things a little bit better than I was. So um, I think, I think we're getting there. Okay. So one of the things that I did not ask you in that show was the transition period. I know we talked about, you know, your emotions, the roller coaster of getting a call at 8 p.m. the night before and getting the keys and the kingdom the next morning. But what was it like for your customers? Were you able to keep it business as usual for them? Pretty much, pretty much, because um, all all my clients were used to seeing this face. Um, So, and I have a good relationship with all my clients. So, um, I'm very personable with them. So I think it made them feel a little bit more comfortable and stuff. And it really wasn't much of a change for them. All right. And during that time, I know it was, I mean, it was a shock in a sense that, you know, you were just given a business and I'm sure there was a period of, you know, disbelief, uh, things of that nature. Uh, I don't want to say negativity in a sense, but you know, we, we did talk about how, you know, it may have felt overwhelming to all of a sudden, you know, be responsible and stuff. So did you do anything 
to kind of surround yourself with, you know, positive energy and good thoughts and this is going to this is going to work. Lots of breathing, saying it is going to be okay. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Okay. And for people that may not have gone back to to hear that episode again, that was episode 453. My boss quit, now what? And like I said, we did talk about a lot of stuff, but after the show, did you go back and think, oh, we left this out. We should have talked about this. Was there anything that we missed? I I really don't know. You know, I'm an open book, so I I really don't know. I really don't know. It was just a very abrupt, life-changing event for for me and my family and my clients. So it, it was definitely an adjustment for all of us. Yeah. All right. So folks, go back and listen to that again. Four, five through four, five, three. My boss quit. Now what? So for tonight, we are going to continue that story and then talk about how life has been since then. We'll talk about we'll talk about some stack stories. And for those that are watching the live show, you may notice that I've got a weird looking shirt on here with an emblem that if you've been in the industry a while, you may recognize it. This is an HP Enterprise logo on a shirt. I got this today, and if you follow me on LinkedIn or the Facebook, you would have seen I posted a picture that I got to spend the morning with some some people from HPE at the Fountain Blue, a nice nice hotel down in Miami, Florida. Christina, you'd love it. You would just love it. On the ocean. Really? Blue seas, nice beach, big pools. Yeah, lovely place. I'm coming. <laughs> okay. So I, I was need there. These invites. I need them. Yeah, well, this was a very this was an inf- this was not a conference. This was a small controlled invite. I was part of a group that HP brought in to just talk about what it was like to be an MSP dealing with HP. And I need to say specifically HPE, which is HP Enterprise, or I was we were corrected today. It's actually Hewlett Packard Enterprise, yeah. which is separate from HP Inc., which is the printers and mm-hmm. notebooks and that side. This is the enterprise, but apparently there is an HPE for MSP in the SMB. <laughs> Our acronyms are crazy. Yep. And they just wanted to make sure that, you know, the branding was correct. Apparently, they feel that there's a disconnect, and rightfully so, because we felt like there was a disconnect. We didn't, you know, we don't know which HP to talk to when we're trying to deal stuff. There's technically three separate Hewlett-Packard companies, and depending on where you are in the market – you may have to go to a different place to purchase items. Uh, the HP Enterprise, they actually did specify that HP Enterprise only deals with the channel, meaning this they don't go direct to your customers. So that was something that we found reassuring, although I'm going to say we question it because every vendor that we know of that has said, you know, we'll never contact your customers. Yeah. Well, sometimes they do. Yeah, they do. So we talked about that. We talked about, you know, the supply chain issues in the channel. We talked about things that had to do with distribution and sales reps and account managers. 
And then they also wanted us to know about all the different programs that they had out there, including things like HPE GreenLake, uh, HPE Finances. And I'm not going to go into all this right now because wow. um, we talked about HPI Quote, which is their quoting tool that if you needed to you know, configure servers, apparently a lot of people were using different versions of the HPI Quote. And, you know, one of the big beefs that came up was going through all the hassle to create a quote for an HP server and then go to your distribution place and find out that parts were not in stock. And so we talked about it. There is an HP Universal iQuote that will show all of the major distributors, so TechData, TD Cinex, Ingram, DNH. So when you go to build out your server, you can see which of those distribution places has your part in stock. So you can know before you place the order if you need to go to multiple distri- distribution places or not. So uh, a nice little show. It was good. Uh, it was just for four hours, although it did take me an hour and a half to drive what normally would take 34 minutes. So that was fun. Wow. Which is why I don't go to Miami that often. Here's a question. So while I'm driving to Miami, I start getting emails from a client. I won't go into the detail, but I'll ask you the question. Do you have customers that email you and then five, ten minutes later email you again and then like two minutes later email, a minute later email, and then send another email saying, hey, can you please respond to my email so that I know you're working on it? What email do you respond to? <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. You know, we we do have some needy, needy clients sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll respond to your last email to tell you that I'll get to the other emails when I'm darn good and ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not what I wrote, by the way. Yeah, I hope not. So. That was uh, that was an interesting morning. And, of course, the problem had resolved itself by the time I got to Miami, so I didn't have to worry about it. But it was fun. Oh, yeah, looking. that's always fun. Yeah. So let's look at some news items real quick before we okay. get too, too far into the weeds. Uh, did you see the news that came out today? As a matter of fact, this afternoon, Enable is cutting jobs. So enable for people that don't know solar winds, hound dog, cove backup, your RMM slash backup slash web protection slash blah blah blah. Uh, they're cutting about five percent of its workforce. Actually, they've already cut them. I shouldn't say that they cut five percent earlier this month uh, due to quote the challenging macroeconomic environment despite showing that uh, they had strong financial results in the third quarter. So you don't use Enable, do you? No, I don't. I think we had this conversation. Yeah, I don't. Use, I don't, but I know, I know a couple of people that do. That's, that's really shocking. Yep. So let's see. They, I didn't realize they're based in Burlington, Massachusetts. Not know that. Uh, I asked you before the show began if you use Nerdio, but um, Nerdio announced today that they have 
gained $117 million to build management tools on top of Azure Virtual Desktop. Wow. So it's basically what they call Series B funding, and it was led by Updata Partners that brings their total amount raised to $125 million. And while they didn't go into specifics about what it does, for people that do not know, Nerdio's platform allows customers to deploy, manage, and optimize virtual desktops that are running in Azure. And that caught my attention because I know that some people earlier this year had questioned Nerdio because Nerdio came out of the box, came out of the gate really strong and really helping people to create these environments and manage them. And then they kind of tailed off like some people do and people were questioning if they were going to survive. But come to find out, $117 million can make you survive a little bit longer. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. So, all right. There's a lot of news out there, but uh, I'll just go with those couple of stories. Oh, hear about this one. Now, do you use Microsoft Teams? Yes. Do you use the add-in that is built into uh, Microsoft Outlook? No, I don't. Well, it's going to get better, they say. They are going to add direct chat integration into Outlook and provide an easy Teams chat experience in the context of a meeting where you can send a quick message or review the chat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Right now, it's only going to be limited to their calendar items. It will be useful for meeting meeting organizers, which I don't know why that's a huge... I mean, they have the add-in, so... I think the add-in, I don't use the add-in, so I assume that was just to create meetings. Yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah, just to create the meetings and stuff. I don't think you were able to, like, chat or anything. All right, well, now, you can, now you're going to be able to chat, as if we don't have enough places to chat already. Right. All right, and since this is the news segment, I do want to let everybody know that I have made yet another plea to our good friend, Rob Ray. Uh, who used to be at Datto that was purchased by Kaseya. And I continue to ask that Mr. Rob Ray, when you make that announcement, when you announce your the end of your free agency, that you come on the IT Business Podcast and let's talk about that. So I have uh, continued to reach out and... There are messages going back. Rob Ray has not disappeared, but he's not made that announcement yet. So this is my official public plea for Mr. Rob Ray. When you're ready, when that free agency has been, you know, announced, the selection is made, come on the IT Business Podcast and let's chat. Yeah, we'd love to know. Yes. When Rob Ray talks, people listen. All right, so, oh, look at that. So, sounded so nice, I said it twice. All right, so, Christina, I did ask you how things have been since we chatted last, and I should go back and let people know, this wasn't something that just happened. So, this happened to you 
basically about a year and a half ago. So you, you've had time to adjust and make things work. And from, from the appearances that everybody saw at some of your ASCII appearances and stuff, you, you're doing quite well. Uh, but let me ask you this question. Now that you've you know had these 18 months and we're coming to the end of another year, you're beginning the start of 23, 2023 planning and stuff, do you have long-term plans now? Have you been able to kind of settle in and think, okay, I've got a 20-year plan for the business. Do you have that? No. No, no, no. No? I haven't even thought that. I, I want to my, – my goal for 2023 – is to have things running smoothly with great processes so that we can hire a couple people to come on board to allow me to work more on the business. Okay. All right. That's my short-term 2023 goal. Okay. Now, that seems to me that that was part of your 2022 goal because a lot of what I saw was you trying to talk about stack items and this partner and that partner and stuff like that. So let me just ask, how has that been lately? Um, it's, it, it's been going well. I've got, I've defined more of what I want to stick with for now. And um, I'm still vetting like a couple, you know, vendors to kind of see um, where they are and where I am and see if um, we're a good match. Now, are these new vendors to fill gaps or are these new vendors to replace existing vendors? Some of them are replacing. Um, we're looking more at our cybersecurity um, services and stuff, um, antivirus. And we've done some changes with our RMMs and stuff like that. So it, it's uh, it's building up. A lot better. Now you say changes. Did you actually make a change? Because we've we've talked, and and let me ask this: Are are you comfortable saying any names on the air? Oh yeah. Okay. So if I remember correctly, you you had Synchro. I had Synchro. And you've moved away from Synchro. I have moved. Well, I have not one hundred percent moved away. I'm transitioning over to Autotask and Data RMM. And I, I hope that is going to be a good move for us. So far, it seems great. All right. So when did that happen? Uh, we did that about a month ago. Okay. So we must have chatted just before that because I don't think you had made that decision yet. No. All right. So what made you want to switch? I needed more... I needed something a little bit more than what Synchro had to offer me. Um, it was good. It was working great. Uh, I mean, it did a lot of what I wanted it to do, but I needed something a little bit more with processes. Um, just the auto task capabilities were just a lot more than what Synchro had to offer for me. So it seems to be going well. It is a huge learning curve there. Okay. So we're getting through it. Um, it's worked out well. I mean, I've learned it pretty pretty easily. Lots and lots of videos. I was just a little on the fence because I haven't been too happy with Dado here lately. Um, 
but so far this part of it seems to be going smoothly. Okay. Well, I was going to say there's been a lot of talk on both sides. Now, I think I told you, is there a chance you can hang on to the start of the year? Because, you know, Emily Glass, the CEO says, you know, stuff's going to change and it's going to be good. Couldn't wait that long. Well, I still have it. I still have Synchro. Um, I have not moved all my clients over. Um, I have just moved more of my demanding um, clients over to my data. Okay. Um, RMM and Autotask. So, um, you know, so I, I'm still playing both fields, you know, right now. So we're, we're, we're going to see where, where it ends up. All right. Now, when you say you needed more processes, so what, because the data RMM and the synchro RMM, I think are about the same. So are you talking about the Autotask uh, features versus yeah, the synchro? More on the PSA side. Um, it just, Gave me a little bit more automation, a little bit more detail on what I could do. Um, I I don't really um I I could go all day on all the differences on them, but Synchro was very user friendly, very easy to use. Um, Autotask is just a little bit more of a learning curve, but it works well. Um, with integrations on things. So that is a nice part. Okay. Which particular integrations? Um, so Autotask works well with obviously your data, um, BCDRs. Um, you're able to open your tickets and it will do your remote monitoring, all, all that, all in one. Um, there's a lot more changes that I, I think that they are about to do. So it's just laid out a lot better. All I right. think so. But I know some people would argue with me, but I like it. It's um, it's pretty seamless, but it, it, it can be very cumbersome too. Just depends on how, how much you really want it to do. Right. I think that's the thing that can be said about all of them. One, one it has to be comfortable for you, right? Uh, it has to work in conjunction with how you work. So yeah. in terms of workflow, in terms of thinking process, moving things along. Now, you made a comment that, you know, you weren't happy with Datto recently. So. No, I have not. Now, what were you using? Did you So is, was it the BCDR? It was the BCDR. And it was, it, it was awful. As you know, I think it was last, within the last two weeks, they had a national portal issue with all kinds of portal users not being able to log in, not able to see their devices, not able to pull up any of the data. Um, I think I missed that. All my, all my BCDR devices disappeared. Um I'm still working on getting those BCDR devices back on my portal. It, it's just been. What? Yeah, it's been a lot. The, I mean, I feel, I don't know. I was hoping there were going to be good change with this merger. But I, I don't know because I can't really say much about the Kaseya because I, I never really had to deal with that. So, but now data support used to be Super awesome. 
You could you could call them. You'd get somebody like within a minute. Now you're having to call. Then they'll call you back. They're having to consult with people. They can't just. I don't know. I don't know what their thinking is. I don't know. I really don't know what their technician levels are anymore. All right. No one knows anything. I'm paying attention, but I'm also typing because I I somehow missed that. So. Yeah, I have been not granted. I don't go in the portal every day and I still have BCDR. Yeah. I also have no networking products. I've got the, uh, the access points, a couple of switches out there. So I, I missed that, but all my stuff is there. All my, my yeah. devices are there. So how are you getting to them? If you're not going through the portal, are you logging in locally? So since they disappeared, I was not able to access anything. So that was a very frustrating call to my rep. And a lot of engineering meetings, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And the support team um, worked with me on this for over a week. So we're, we're still working on it. But they said that there there have been like some changes and Maybe it's because of my area. My also my sales rep got hired up, so they left, and I have a new sales rep that's in Miami, which he's been awesome. But you know, it's just one of those things. You know, just trying to get everything together and right. So I, I'm having to call support every day and check on these devices. Um, you know, to find out, hey, are my clients getting solid backups? Because heaven forbid, if something was to happen and I did not have current backups, I would be up the creek. So it looks like October 27th, there was Datto Partner portal login failures. So does that sound right to you? No, this was about two. Yeah, I wish okay. I could find that email. So two weeks ago, mm-hmm. let's see. So yesterday, data workplace, cell six, unable to access files and folders from workplace teams. Nope, nothing in November. There were SAS protection issues also in October. So, hmm. Yeah, they kept telling me, you can go and look at the statuses and see when it's back up. So... Fine. I'm trying to find the email from support. Now, when you say in your area, that doesn't make sense because I know it doesn't. But you know, they 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 like to just woo you with all kinds of information. Yeah, and this actually I transitioned that because there was a question in the chat that probably missed the beginning, uh, asking Christina, "Where is your business located?" And I I've said North Carolina, but can you describe? more precisely in North Carolina you're at? Because I think the last time I was off by a hundred miles. So I am actually right outside of high point, North Carolina, which is about central, about central North Carolina. Um, Major cities around us, Winston-Salem, Greensboro. Um, So I'm just in this little hole in the wall off a high point. Um, most of my client base is um, in the Ashboro, Seagrove, Greensboro, Winston, and around. Winston-Salem? So, 
Winston-Salem. Okay. So for people visually looking at a map, that is kind of central in Carolina. Yeah. Um, directly west of Raleigh. Yep, about an hour north of Charlotte. Uh, okay. East of Hickory. Yep. You know Hickory. Yes, I do. I know a lot of weird little places up there. Except for Archdale, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I should know because if I know a place like Kannapolis, I should probably know Archdale, right? Yeah. High Point, they do the furniture market here um, twice a year. Well, High Point, Burlington is right near there. Mm-hmm. And isn't, um, oh, what's the furniture? The Asheville Furniture Store started up there, right? Thomasville. Thomasville's there, yeah. Yeah, you got Thomasville and High Point. Those are two big furniture um, industries, although I wouldn't say that they're big furniture manufacturing industries anymore. Um but they still have their shows. And how far are you away from uh, Martinsville, Virginia? Martinsville, about an hour and 15 minutes. All right. For people that know Martinsville, big raceway up there. Oh, yeah. I was there at that last Martinsville race where the, um, I can't remember the name of the driver, but he just, he gunned it. Oh, I don't follow racing. <laughs> just. I'm from North Carolina. Uh, I dated a girl from there. That's uh, that's how I know that place. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Since we uh, did a little break here, let me take care of the sponsors here and do a quick announcement, and we will be right back. You're listening to the IT Business Podcast, the podcast for every IT professional. IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly, the number one ally of network professionals everywhere. Live stream funded by Computers Done Right. And thank you to our partners, Tom Bull, Kyle Kenyon, Clark Stockdale, and Synchro. All right, we're back. We are here with Christina Jones, Think Pink IT in North Carolina. Not to be confused with... Think Pink in Italy. Yeah. Because you know that they are there, but it's not even an IT place. It's more like a clothing company in Italy. And I was going to mention your Twitter thing, but you'll have that fixed. You'll have that fixed? It's fixed? Yes, it's fixed. Okay. So if you go uh, go to the website and click on the Twitter let me make sure it's working here. Oops, that's the Facebook. The Twitter, there it is. Yay, at ThinkPinkITNC. Oh, wait. Now it's showing caution. This account is temporarily restricted. What did you do? I didn't do anything. What did you do? It's not, Twitter does not like me. That's just point blank. Twitter does not like me. Did you say something about the man? I didn't say anything about the man. Maybe that was the problem. I didn't say anything about the man. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't promote that. <laughs> so think to be continued. So thinkpinkit.com. That's where you want to go anyway. That's where you'll read all about the services there, be able to contact Christina. And 
Actually, we'll just let your daughter promote it. Her her Twitter works just fine. Right. Uh, oh, look at this comment from the chat. Great. She will start selling clothing. You know what? You could probably, well, I don't know, maybe copyright infringement, but yeah, you can sell Think Pink IT clothing. My brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's making t-shirts. Why not? I got t-shirts. There you I got, go. I got Uncle Marv shirts. We'll be making more of those. All right, let's get back to uh, chatting about your stack. So, uh, so Datto, Synchro, Datto RMM, Autotask. Let me do this before we go down that road some more. Let me ask, and I think I, I know the answer because one of the questions I was going to ask you is, as an owner, have you been thinking differently about the stack than you did or still do as the technician, because I know you're still doing the technical work as well, but do you find yourself thinking about the stack differently? Yes, definitely. All right. Um, Got to look at the costs on everything and how, how much to charge the, the client for it. And you got to make it work. You, you got to make some kind of money, right? Yeah. So that that's definitely, you know, as a technician in the past, you don't really think about all those things about it. You just you use those tools and, and you just you go with it. But now as a business owner, I think about those tools. I think about how much it costs me. I think about the support. I mean, you just think of all kinds of things that go along with it. You know, is this still going to be the, the best thing for my client? Um, has the company gone down or ha- have there been any breaches? Just all kinds of stuff that you really do have to think about. So if we look at this from a standpoint of just a business owner, not specifically IT, but from a business owner perspective, I mean, what are some of the things that you've now had to think about more from, you know, from the owner's chair as opposed to the technician's chair? Probably how much is it going to cost me? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How much is it going to cost me? And is this the best thing? Is there any other thing that works just as good that might be a little bit cheaper? Or is there a next best thing that might be a few dollars more that is going to give me some kind of added benefit? Uh, Did you find yourself cutting back a lot in the beginning? Yes. Yeah, especially in the beginning because I was just starting out as an owner and, you know, thinking of all the things that we we had going in the past, like, I have to make it work Um, because I was going pretty much from a break-fix model to transpiring into an MSP. Um, So now I... I'm about 98% MSP now. I I mean, I don't really go on site unless it's critical. Now, when you looked at that, so one of the things that I think I'll be looking at more next year as we talk about IT from a business owner's perspective is a concept that I got from another podcast called Knowing Your Numbers. So what types of things have you had to dig into Numbers wise, I, I know you talked about you know cutting the expenses stack wise and stuff, but I'm sure a lot of it had to go into you know what do you pay yourself? 
as the owner versus the technician. What does that mean for taxes and insurance and stuff like that? Uh, do you have anything that you could share about those transitions that you've had to make in the first year and a half of, of as a business owner? As a business owner, I make nothing. <laughs> okay. But I, I do make some money, but um, I have spent most of my money dumping it back into my business um, just to upgrade things or make make some changes that are going to make things easier for me down the road. Um, you know, inventory, whatever it may be. Um, I got rid of a lot of all this extra stuff that I had just laying around that's probably never going to get used. Um, I just had to really just evaluate what my passion is and what I want to provide to a client. I've had many people tell me to find find that sweet spot about what you love to do and build from that. So, you know, my main goal was to be a tech superhero and someone that someone could rely on when they call me and say there's a problem and I can either talk them through it or I can get it done as fast as possible. Um, so that they can continue on doing other things. Um, it's just a lot of things that you have to really think about what is important for you. Um, I'm a mother of five and family has always been my number one. But since owning this business, family has not always been top priority for me. You know, I'm a husband, my mother, you know, I have a great support system with my children. So, that has helped me a lot and stuff. And it's just sometimes you don't always get the support you need from your family or you get these snar remarks from your kids that my computer is more important. <laughs> but, you know, I tell them at the end of the day that this is all for them. And one day mommy is going to be a millionaire. And then we can just sit back, relax, have fun together and build from that. So, I mean, really any advice I would have for anybody that has a business or is starting a business or wants to start a business is just to really find that passion um, that you want to offer and just build from that. I mean, you don't need to have all these extra services, you know, that aren't really important to you. I mean, I don't want to sit here and sell antivirus to everybody just to make a couple dollars, you know, um, I want to give people a, a full package and simplify things for them. So, okay. So I have a couple of questions. Let me go this one first in terms of the family. Now I met your husband at TechCon and, yeah. you know, very supportive, almost in awe of the opportunity when he yeah. saw, you know, other people in the industry and, and the the available options, I guess, is, is what I think he, you know, finally saw in that sense. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that, you know, family doesn't always understand. So right. I, I have to imagine that there are longer hours. Yes. You mentioned that you haven't made money. Now, let me ask you, are you... When you say you're not making money, like, 
are you foregoing the paycheck that you were getting when you were a tech to put back into the business? Yeah. 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 I mean, I did some price increases. Um, So I I make, I don't want to say like, I'm not, I mean, I make a pretty good um, paycheck, but I like to, I want to dump it back into my business um, just so that it can help me grow a little bit, you know, got all these things that you don't think about, like marketing and, you know, training and all the things that you've just got to keep up with. So, you know, um, I just dump it in. You know, we, we're we still happy. We, we still pay our bills, right. you know. Okay. But, you know, I do take a big chunk of it and I dump it back in. And, um, you know, my goal was in five years from now that, I'm going to get a return times 10. So we'll see how that happens. All right. Well, that was kind of why I was asking you at the beginning is, have you started to put together some plans long-term? I mean, for instance, I mean, let me, let's just add, you know, life insurance, keep her, you know, that type of thing. Are you, you know, starting to think you've got to put stuff in place to make sure. Okay. Yes. If something wants to happen to me, I want to know that somebody could take over my business. So it's been very important for me to to document processes on on, on everything. Because if I was, I, I've even questioned my husband. If I was to die today, are you just going to let my business go? Or, or what would you do? So, you know, at first he was like, oh, I can't do it. But he knows I have enough people in my network that he can reach out to someone and still run my business. All right. So we'll see. I don't plan on dying anytime soon. I would would hope not. (laughs) I'm having too much fun. And people in North Carolina live a long time, don't they? I don't know why it's so cold up here. Okay, that's just temporary. Yeah, it is. It is. The summers are great here. The fall is great here. The only thing I don't like is the the really cold and windy days. Hey, you're not in the mountains, are you? No, but I'm close enough. I'm an hour, 30 minutes to an hour from the mountains. All right. What's your, what's your normal winter like? It snows maybe every five years. And when I say snow, we might get two feet, if that, every five to eight years. Um, the winters really don't get really bad here until I want to say probably mid to late January. But I think like this week it's been in the forties, maybe. Well, Archdale, North Carolina right now, it's 38 degrees. That is cold. That is cold. And your high today was 44. Woohoo! Your high tomorrow, 45, low 45. 34. Okay, Holy go. cow. It's going to get down to 25 degrees on Sunday. Please, please, please. I can't take it anymore. I'm like seriously contemplating getting a plane ticket to go to Miami just for the weekend. Well, right now it's 77 degrees. So lovely. Oh, we're going to have a dip too on Sunday. It did get a little cold, like a little chilly in Orlando for a couple nights. That um, the last couple nights we were there was a little chilly. 
So but this still nothing like here. <clears throat> so this weekend it's going to get into the 60s. And the 14-day forecast, this is 14 days, it's more than 14. So next Friday, the 23rd before Christmas, it's going to get down to 57 degrees here in Fort Lauderdale. That's insane. Do y'all have winter jackets? We, we have jackets. We <laughs> have winter jackets. What's wrong with you? I bought a pullover and put my logo on it. That's what. It, that's our winter jacket. I got a hoodie. <laughs> Here we go. Another Florida man. Windbreakers. That's what we have. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, one day I will get the luxury of living in Florida. Hmm. All right. So let's... Uh, Let's go ahead and start to wrap up here. I You already started to answer one of the questions I was going to ask in terms of what would be the advice you would give to someone that is either put in a position just like you, a sudden change where they were made owner of a business, or if they were just starting out, uh, the things that you've kind of, you know, learned over the last, you know, 18 months, what are some of the advices that you would give to people? I would definitely say you really need to think about it as a whole. Um, it's not just being a tech, it's doing all that back end stuff, um, you know, paying taxes and figuring out how you're going to uh, get funding to have employees come in. I mean, there, there's just a whole lot. And I think a lot of people, like even myself, when I thought about just opening up a tech business prior to all this, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, you know, just go out, you help some people. No big deal. Right. They pay you a check. You're good. Right. No, but you don't think about your state tax you have to pay and and everything that's inquired with that. It, it is a lot. And um, I would just say that do your homework first because it's not not as easy as it sounds and um but if you have a good process good plan stuff i think i think you'll be good you had a a hallelujah from the chat taxes i knew i forgot something (laughs) taxes taxes are a big thing i i had that issue when i started uh i probably my second full year i forgot to pay taxes and I had Uncle Sam giving me a call saying, um, you owe us some money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot to it. I mean, just you got you have your state tax, your your county tax. Like I know it is in North Carolina, but you're in Florida. You don't have taxes, do you? Yes, we have taxes. I, I you don't pay state taxes. We do don't you? have state income tax, but we have yeah. all the other taxes. Don't, yeah. get, don't get me in trouble with somebody. We pay our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin pays his taxes. I pay my taxes. I pay my sales tax. I pay the the little surcharge that they have on the sales tax. It's 0.5% in some counties, 1% in other yeah. counties. I pay my property taxes both places because even in the business here, you got to pay freaking property tax. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. We pay a bunch of stuff. I, I do my business license every year. Yep. I do it in two freaking cities. Wow. 
because we've got a mailbox in Fort Lauderdale and a mailbox in Oakland Park. So technically, I'm a business in two cities. Yeah. So we're going to get get that all straightened out. We're going to try to get down to one location, uh, get that squared away. Oh, it can be. Your list just starts piling up. Yeah. Just keep writing them down. It's more and more stuff. And then you question yourself, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? You do. I mean, I'm going to share this story later, but we're going through a deal with uh, insurance where it's that's going up. I mean, all of these things, they add up. I mean, it's just every yeah. freaking little thing. And, you know, somebody who sent me, oh, I got a, somebody sent a thing that they're, this is a vendor, sent an email that they're raising their support rate from $80 an hour to $125 an hour. Wow, that's a big jump. Um. It's and, I, and I'll have to find it and report properly on it, but it's you know that's a, a vendor giving support to us. We're paying them for managed services for yeah. firewalls and and stuff like that. So we, but if we need additional support, you know that comes at a at a fee. And I think yeah. uh, if I remember the email correctly, level three is staying the same, but level one and level two it's going from eighty to one twenty five. Now, that's a huge percentage jump. I mean, something like yeah. 56% or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is. That's a big jump. I mean, especially for level one. Yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, I probably need to, I should have, should have pulled up that email to read it properly. And actually, you know, I don't, I'm sure I'll get a call tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You misspoke. You did. But here's the thing. All so much, I mean, just without getting into politics and without talking about stuff, I mean, the cost of doing business has gone up. It has. And we have to account for that. It keeps going up. Yeah. Up and up. So, I mean, we're raising prices next year. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to have to probably hire full time next year. Uh, I've got a subcontractor that we're paying he's working 15 hours a week for us at, at a client uh we're doing it's it's a lot of money so it as is. as a it business is. owner which is kind of why I'm on this kick to know your numbers you know understand yeah. your bottom line you know from top to bottom you know what comes in what goes out what the percentages are if somebody asks you you know how much did this cost me last year i want to know and yeah yeah you know, no, that's me. I, yeah, I even thought about taking um, some business classes just at, at a community college just to kind of get a little bit more of the business owner education. I have a podcast for you. We'll talk about it after the show because I'm not ready to publicly announce that yet, but I've got a podcast. Uh, I just bought a course, uh, okay. relatively inexpensive, and it's it's just a starter. I mean, it's not going to get yeah. deep in the weeds. Mm-hmm. But at least yeah. at least gives the bullet points of things you yeah. need to know, and it's a good podcast. I've, I've reached out to the person because I want to talk to them, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to share more about them uh, this upcoming year. So, all right, well, Christina, uh, that uh, let's do this. Let's go ahead and end off the live show. You actually had mentioned that you would uh, be willing to stay for the post show. 
So let us do that. Um, I know that I asked you, you know, the advice you would give. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to say in terms of advice or things that people should know and take from your story, your journey? I really don't know because mine just kind of happened so fast. And so if I didn't do it, somebody else was going to take that money. So I mean, if you're given a golden opportunity and you really have a strong mindset, just go with it and roll and have faith and lots of prayer and have a great networking and support group. All right. There you have it. Advice from Christina Jones, owner operator of Think Pink IT in North Carolina. Christine, thank you very much for being on the show. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the IT Business Podcast. I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Uh, We have one more full show for 2022. So the last show on December 21st will be the annual holiday podcast show. And we have some some things that we're going to do a little bit differently, but normally we bring on some people and recap the year. Uh, This year, we are going to be giving out some Amazon gift cards as thank yous. I do need to say this. Here we go. So apparently, last week when I put out the uh, website, if you go to itbusinesspodcast.com, there is a tab at the top that says 2022 Holiday Poll. It was working. When I announced it and some somewhere along the line, it stopped working and I was on my way to Georgia when a, a listener reached out to me and said, dude, your, your thing's jacked up. So I spent the weekend trying to get, so I'm using this, this site called Woo Rise. Now I was using the free version previously, but I paid to have this done so that you could go there, fill out your name, uh, answer two specific questions that I had in terms of best podcast and best guest, because we're going to reward those people for the show. And then of course I had things about, you know, how'd you hear about the podcast and what are some good things about it? You know, blah, 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 blah. But the submit button didn't work at first. And then the page didn't come up and then Woo rise was down. So I know there's not going to be a whole lot of time and I'm going to have to, you know, promote the yin yin out of this. But if you go to the, the website now, again, itbusinesspodcast.com, click on the two, 2022 holiday poll. It is coming up. It will let you put in information and you can hit submit and uh, put in your entry. Everybody that submits this will be in the drawing for the uh, Amazon gift cards. And as I said, they're not going to be, you know, weak little cards. They're going to be at least two $50 Amazon gift cards. So I think that'll be stuff uh, that people will enjoy working on more. Uh, if for some reason there is an issue with the site, just send me an email. Marvin at itbusinesspodcast.com. Just tell me who your best guest was for this year and what your best podcast was for this year. And I'll get you in. I'll take care of that. So if you have trouble with the site, just send the email and we'll take care of it and get that done. But 
the next show, 8 p.m. Eastern on December 21st, the holiday podcast show, the last show of the year for 2022. To see you all there. That's going to do it for this episode of the IT Business Podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Holla. Holla.